My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 69. We are, obviously, you guys know this, but um, this is year two, season two. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Is it season two or year I two? Year two? I feel like it's I a guess. long season. If we right? Do. Exactly. <laughs> so really excited because we've got so much going on, but in this one, we are going to be discussing the cabinet of Dr. Caligari from 1920. Yes. On its 100th birthday. Today. 100th. One Hundred. Yes. Hundred. That's why you're getting a weird Wednesday episode, because hundred years, it deserves it's a, a good birthday. It's a big deal. Yeah. And it's not like we have any of those coming up this year other than this one. Exactly. And I really, truly love this film. Yes. It's I, a really good. I know I've been split on the silent films. You know, not a huge fan of Nosferatu. Big mm-hmm. fan of Hans of Orlock. Love mm-hmm. Captain the Dr. Caligari. Yes. Prob- this one is... Ooh. I really love, I don't know, Hands of Orlock is good, but I, this one is just mm-hmm. so classic and kind of groundbreaking for horror. Yeah, you it's know? the first one. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this, it's on YouTube. It's like an hour 15, mm-hmm. if that. It's pretty short. Really short, really manageable. Mm-hmm. And even though it's silent, it's not, it doesn't, you don't feel like you're like oh my god when is this going to be over because i felt like that a little bit in nosferatu mm-hmm. yeah i love the story of this one so we'll kind of go through it a little bit but talk about you know our experience watching it the first time we watched it was actually before we started this podcast yeah and you know mention a few just watching it how blown away i was by the effects and the prowess that the team that did this right had behind them so again 1920s german silent horror film germany was a common theme in this era mm-hmm. or Austria <laughs> and it is about a man who goes to a fair mm-hmm. and he wants to set up his sideshow attraction or his spectacle right. I believe he calls it and his spectacle is a somnambulist somnambulist <laughs> a sleepwalker <laughs> a somnambulist mm-hmm who has been sleeping for 27 years, yeah. 24 years, Which something crazy I'd like that. I'd be murderous, too. That's fair. Because, damn. Is somebody feeding you? Right? How are you alive? Th- these are the questions. Yeah. I'm sure, but it's not like they were going to show a feeding tube or anything. I mean, so. we talked to Jesse in one episode. Did he also have to relearn, relearn how to swallow? Because that scares me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's the creepiest thing to me, that you forget that so fast. I hate that. Our bodies are fragile. Yeah, right. (laughs) So it begins with a man. So this story is actually being told as a story. Yes. Like somebody is telling someone else a story. That this happened. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you you know, like, okay, well, this character is alive. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have some, you know, again, he's just telling something that happened. Mm -hmm. He sits on a bench with a man who complains that spirits have driven him away from family. And it's so... You already are kind of, like, creeped out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and then there's this creepy bitch that walks in. Like, is she a spirit? Is she not? You don't. We have no idea. No. And also, it's really weird because it doesn't really fit in anywhere else. No, exactly. <laughs> He's She's just, just like, man, I got some spirit problems. Yeah. And this possible spirit just walks through, and they're like, they both look at her. But they don't really acknowledge and her. And he's like, man, have I got a story for you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> And so he flashes back, and so this is told... It doesn't really flash back and forth. So once he starts telling the story... Yeah, you're in the past. He's telling the story. Mm-hmm. 
which is nice because especially in silent films without the transition of being able to talk mm-hmm. a back and forth can get a little yeah a little confusing which it makes the set perfect for it because when you're in the present mm-hmm. it's the present you're sitting yeah. on a bench when right. you go to the past it is like a dream or like a retelling how they paint the canvas and stuff you're not going to remember every single detail and right. it might be a little weird and wavery right and that's what it looks like yeah. they did an amazing job at making you feel it reminds me of like you know how in like older movies or things spoofing older movies when they go like they're talking about a dream they go yeah you know that like musical waviness Uh yes but it's throughout the whole thing with the canvas yeah he actually explains that the spirit woman that walked by was his fiance yeah she is fucked up i don't know what happened to her but well i thought she was dead exactly because we're talking about spirits you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's my fiance Jane. Are, are you both And she's just, just being all creepy? Seeing the same ghost? <laughs> what the hell? Or is she... I mean, you find out later she got put in an insane asylum, so is she just crazy? You don't know. Exactly. You- <laughs> <laughs> it's up for interpretation, I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. Before we really delve into it, uh, religi- I just wanted to bring it up. This film was made by people, by two, one was a draft dodger mm-hmm. that went into an asylum, so that's where we get that part of it, and then the other one actually went to World War One, mm-hmm. and these two guys came back, and this was basically their protest movie about yeah. how terrible they were treated. Yeah, the military made one bitter and the other one didn't even go. Exactly, so if you guys watch it, just remember that because it, it gives it an interesting twist in your head on what's yeah. going on. Well, and what's really cool is as we're doing these movies, what's really interesting is you guys know at this point that we're walking through the decades mm-hmm. and getting to see how and what is happening in film during such major, major events. Like, We'll go through the entirety of World War Two and Vietnam and all of these huge everything that's wars going on in the world, and see how that reflects in film. And it, I'm not saying it puts you there because no. obviously it doesn't, but in a way you're in the heads and of the people who came back, yeah, or are experiencing exactly. this because this was real time for them. So obviously, so if you think of it that way, and what's been going on in the world and what these creators have been through and it doesn't make them all political pieces that's not really what i'm saying mm-hmm. but it does add an element to it that is in a sense exactly i mean political when else do we get truly unique storylines you can hate it or love it but jacob's ladder is all about vietnam and it's fucking weird it's different it's yeah. not so, it's not the ghost story that we see all the time yeah so of course these two men coming back and being treated terribly we're gonna get something unique and interesting out of it right and really good yeah definitely so this man now that we're flashed back his name is dr caligari so you think <laughs> goes to get a permit for a sideshow spectacle and you kind of see First, the, the clerk that he's trying to get the permit from is kind of a dick. You can tell that Dr. Caligari is like a little cray-cray. Oh, because yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> again, they couldn't speak, so their expressions had to say it all. Mm-hmm. You know, His the, creepy-ass eyes. The looking and, and the... I'm doing it to Kristen right now. <laughs> the widening of the eyes yeah. and the slow head turns mm-hmm. is like... You're like, ooh, you fucked up. You should not have been <laughs> exactly. mean to that man. Because later he is murked. Yes. He stabbed. Yeah. To death. In his bed. 
So he gets his uh, spectacle because, you know, the guy that was giving out permits is dead. So <laughs> right, nobody's exactly. there to stop him. And, of course, again, this is like when Freak shows her around. So he's like, gather around, gather around. Yeah. I'm going to show you that this sleepwalker's been asleep for 27 years. I'm going to bring him to – I'm going to wake him up, and you're going to see him come, come mm-hmm. to life, basically. And, of course, a lot of people are going to want to see this. I would. This is around – pretty you fascinating. Know. And also, I think Freak shows – this is just an opinion, and I haven't read anything on this. But I think Freak shows are so prominent, too, because society is especially, like – if they had a child that, let's say, this is really terrible, but had, like, Down syndrome or club feet or whatever, they would hide them away and in, in not – they wouldn't mm-hmm. really talk about them much, especially in more, like, elitist cultures mm-hmm. and societies. So they're not really around, I would assume, people that are different than right. them. Or they put them in asylums or whatever. Well, it doesn't help that freak shows were also known as sideshows because they were literally the show that was on the side of the circus. So yeah. if you want to go and just see the elephants and the lions and stuff like that, you still had to go. You had to go through the side. Yeah. So you had to go see the freak show stuff. Exactly. So I think that's why human beings, we are all even today sit and stare kind of. Yeah, Like you curious. see people rubbernecking fucking accidents on the highway all the time. time. Or, you know, even a child having a meltdown in a store, everybody kind of stops and stares. Mm-hmm. So that's what freak shows are. Like exactly. now it's not PC. So obviously yeah. we don't have those, but I mean, it's the same concept. Let's be honest. It works in the other direction as well. What What is Hollywood but a whole freak show of pretty people? I mean, we're like looking at models. We just like to look at things that are different. Yes, absolutely. So, of course, he gets a good crowd. Mm-hmm. And he opens his little coffin box to his sleepwalker, Cesare. And upon his orders, Cesare wakes up and they're able to ask him questions. And so some people want their fortune told, which is interesting that they would just assume a sleepwalker can tell their fortune. I know, That's right? Weird. I thought of that too. I was like, is that a thing? Is that yeah. a thing? I don't know. Yeah. But there's a man named Alan who asks how long he will live, and Cesare says, until I would dawn. never <laughs> fucking ask that question no, ever I, in a billion years. I do not want to fucking know. Do not. Exactly. Because what if I got told like 24 days or, so, yes. or, or something? Or until dawn. Like. Exactly. That's why you don't ask. Mm-mm. He's so fucking creepy, though. His eyes are so wide, and when he walks, he doesn't move his fucking arms. Yeah. It's like a robot, and I hate it. Well, and that's where the horror aspect, yes. you know, obviously murder is a horror aspect, but they've had, you know, there are crime movies that aren't horror movies. Exactly. So when they bring in some sort of aspect like a sleepwalker or mm-hmm. just something Makes it paranormal. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So Alan gets murdered that night and does not live. <laughs> well, I guess he does live until dawn, but that's, that, that was right. Yeah. And his friend Francis... This is the man that's telling the story, mm-hmm. was his friend. And they were competing for the same woman, and they had some banter before this. But Francis finds out that he was stabbed, and that's like his best friend. So mm-hmm. you think, you know, that's what they're getting at here. Right. And so he's taking it upon himself to kind of figure out what happened mm-hmm. and what's wrong. They find a knife, in like a criminal has it. Mm-hmm. And so they assume that they... Caught a murderer trying to murder an elderly woman. And he confesses that he tried to kill the elderly woman, but 
he's like, I, yeah, I, I did try to murder her, but, like, not the other two. That wasn't me. What the fuck, man? Yeah, I, Why her? What she do to you? When I was, well, I, I was about to say reading that, but watching it and reading it on the screen, he was like, yes, I did try to kill her, but I had nothing to do. You're going to, you're, they're going to kill you either way. <laughs> I don't know the laws in Germany at this time, but I would assume murderers still get hung. Yeah, right, right, like, right. Because even in, or at least put away. Yeah, you're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, right. You're, they're probably gonna kill you at some point for yeah. doing this. So, but he's right. He didn't kill the <laughs> other two. So you know, I guess there's that. It just is funny because he was so adamant that <laughs> I killed her, but I didn't kill her. I tried to. I get. I, yeah, but, I tried to kill that crazy bitch. What? what? There's poor old ladies walking on the street. Exactly. <laughs> so Francis becomes very obsessed with spying on Dr. Caligari mm-hmm. and like the sleepwalker and trying to keep tabs on them because he's convinced because the sleepwalker said mm-hmm. until dawn and then he died. So who else would it be? Exactly. It's it's the fucking sleepwalker, right? But he got bamboozled mm-hmm. because Cesare, again, the sleepwalker... Sneaks out to his beloved mm-hmm. and tries to kill her. Yeah, but she fights him fucking good. Yeah, she does. She puts up a fight, man. The reason he doesn't know that and why I say he got bamboozled was because you find out Dr. Caligari put a dummy in mm-hmm. the coffin. Yeah. So it looks like he's still there, which is super smart. It is. Very so smart. So your little creature can go kill people. Yeah. Good job. That's a lot of power. Mm-hmm. You just be able to... Like a dog. Like... They'll listen to you and do whatever mm-hmm. you say. And now you have a person, like, killing. And legally, does the sleepwalker get in trouble? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because he did it, technically. Mm-hmm. But he didn't know. We'll get to the end in a minute, but you don't really see anything happen to the sleepwalker. Yeah. Other than him being asleep. So. But back then, I'm sure, yeah, he probably got in big trouble and hung yeah. and something. Yeah. So Jane actually fights off Cesare pretty well. She, she basically just gets traumatized by this. Oh yeah, <laughs> to the point where they do put her in the asylum, and mm-hmm. she doesn't really speak. She's very creepy. She just sits there mm-hmm. and stares, and that's that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just and so he Francis kind of loses her in a sense. So now he's lost his best friend, and the woman he wanted to marry is now mm-hmm. batshit crazy. He's being, he drops Jane. That's how she gets away. Mm -hmm. Because she, he basically just carried her away and he drops her and he's being chased by an angry mob. So he drops her and then he collapses and dies. Which I thought he just went back to sleep. Yeah. But he didn't. He fucking died. Yeah. That's kind of what I got out of it too. So. Maybe that's open to your interpretation. Different sources say he died. Mm -hmm. It kind of, with a sleepwalker, anytime he drops and. He and could just he be sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently he died. So I guess Unless doesn't we get matter. like the burial scene. How are we supposed to know when it's out? Yeah. Film, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know. Maybe he passed out. We don't know. Yeah. So I guess it doesn't really matter if he died, what would happen to him? Because he did. Yeah. So that makes that a moot conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so Francis, again, he got bamboozled. He's convinced that it wasn't him because I've been watching him. And then we find out that. They had a dummy. Mm-hmm. So the twist in the cabinet of Dr. Caligari is that Dr. Caligari was actually 
someone from the 1700s. Mm-hmm. And this Dr. Caligari figure is not actually the Dr. Caligari. He is the director of the insane asylum. Francis mm-hmm. finds out. And he has these old writings about a Dr. Caligari who was doing these experiments with sleepwalkers and controlling them. And he got so fascinated and obsessed with this work that he took it upon himself to become Mm -hmm. Dr. Caligari. And once the asylum got a sleepwalker, he's the director. So that was basically at that point his property. Right. So he used this sleepwalker, Cesare to become Dr. Caligari and just inflict murder and terror on this village. If you could control someone, I mean, obviously he must have just been a murdering asshole anyways. Mm -hmm. But you could have them do anything. I mean, personally, if I was going to pick a crime, I think it would just be like stealing. Mm Mm-hmm. Not, like, murdering random yeah. people that you don't really care about? Maybe if it was on a vigilante level. Yeah. Taking out, like, rapists and murderers exactly. and pedophiles But and what stuff. did that woman have anything to... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He must just be, like, a murdering asshole mm-hmm. anyways. And that too, he just set out. Yeah, and he's just too chicken shit to do it himself. Mm-hmm. So he got a poor Cesare <laughs> yeah. to do it for him, which apparently got Cesare killed. Or at the very least... Now he's murdered people, and that's not mm-hmm. his fault. But it's also interesting because in a lot of these types of films, you would think that the people wouldn't believe him, mm-hmm. but they do. Mm-hmm. So the other doctor is at the asylum, take him and put him in a padded cell and in a mm-hmm. straitjacket and the whole works. And so you're like, great, we got the director. Mm-hmm. The sleepwalker is apparently dead, or at least there's no one controlling him anymore. And Francis can go get Jane and she'll be fine. And that's that. Mm-mm, not that. No. That is not it. No. And if you're not paying attention, it can get really confusing because right here, silent yes. films do this. So, Francis, again, we think that everything's all hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get this, uh, he goes to Jane and says, will you marry me, Jane? And she's still traumatized. Yeah, she's crazy. And now. she is just sitting there staring at him and says something really cryptic. And this poor guy is beside himself. Mm-hmm. Again, lost his best friend. Mm-hmm. Lost, lost his, his girl. Woman. Mm-hmm. And now he is thrown into the asylum. Yep. By now the, he's crazy. Yeah. And so now they're all patients. Jane thinks she's a queen. Mm-hmm. Like a royal. So she's completely... She's kind of gone well because you know especially i think like up until what the 50s asylums were not treating mental illness no they were just a place to lock people up so there were schizophrenics and people like jane that had ptsd Mm -hmm. that went in and they didn't get treated or they were experimented on yeah yeah you could do nothing wrong and your husband just want to divorce you and he could put you in an asylum yeah like, that's scary. And asylums are spooky in general from, mm-hmm. up, I mean, honestly, up until, like, the 80s. So even in the 70s, we were doing some weird shit with mental health. Yes. So, men, like, mental health as we know it is still kind of... Evolving? Kind of, yeah. Slowly. Mm-hmm. Very slowly evolving. Yeah. Which is why it's always scary when you need to deal with a mental illness. I'm just mm-hmm. thankful that, you know, 
this is going to sound kind of fucked up, but I'm thankful that what I have to deal with is like depression and anxiety and not like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Yeah. Because again, we're still in such an infancy mm-hmm. of, I mean, we were doing fucking like drilling into people's skulls just like what, 40 years ago? Yeah. Not that long ago. Mm-hmm. We were putting ice picks in people's eyeballs to scramble their brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was Electroshock okay. therapy. Yeah. For example, you know, mm-hmm. like not that long ago Mm -hmm. so an asylum in general is just an incredibly scary i think one of the scarier settings that you can Mm -hmm. put people in exactly which makes that horror on this started it this is our first horror movie of that and our first one that brings in the evil asylum director trope because we see that a lot Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and obviously in film history from here and even even in shows i mean you've got american horror story asylum exactly you know probably not that far from what would have happened i mean aside from like weird alien stuff but yeah you, minus you that know part, what but I you mean, have like, the evil director you yeah. have the dude who's experimenting on people you have all of those creepy things exactly so yeah um He becomes a patient and the director comes in and says, I know how to cure him. And he's like, it's Dr. Caligari. Mm -hmm. And that's that. Yep. Amazing. I mean, looking at that whole thing in the eyes of a World War I Dodger who, in order to do that, went to an asylum. Yeah. Yeah, that this is his protest song of that. The of, fact this that is he got out, though. Yes. Because a lot of people never mm-hmm. come out of asylums or they are killed being experimented on. Mm-hmm. Or a horrible disease goes around and mm-hmm. they it just kills all of the... Or everybody gets too packed in there and there are criminals in there. and There are so many stories of people just getting murdered on the block. Yes, That's absolutely. Sad. You're trying to get fixed and feel better and instead you're threatened yeah so something about the filming of this we talked a little bit about in 1920s part one when we discussed caligari a little bit the way that it looks Mm -hmm. is very trippy and it almost Mm -hmm. makes it feel very dreamlike because nothing is straight lines Mm -hmm. it's very like whimsical and curved and spiraled and the doors are like weird triangles Mm with like I said, very Dr. Seuss, Tim Burton mm-hmm. kind of feel to it. But obviously this was before that. So exactly. just the creative liberty they took to make not make everything look like it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very imaginative piece. Yeah. And the color filtering of like the blue goes in front of the camera for night mm-hmm. and the yellow Versus for day. day. The way that they were able to do that in the silent film era, especially this being one of the first silent films you know we did have some before this but Mm -hmm. still being in the first few years of film at all Mm -hmm. it it really doesn't take you out of it in my opinion obviously you have to even the font yeah choice is a good job really interesting Mm -hmm. and the music is really good it it's very catered to the scenes and it does a really good job of portraying the emotion obviously since they cannot Mm -hmm. so i mean i i don't have much to say about it other than I really enjoyed it, and it's really cool to put yourself in the beginning of horror like that mm-hmm. and see one of – this is what was scary. And it was. It was incredibly creepy. Mm-hmm. The makeup that they had to put around their eyes and their lips and mm-hmm. all of that was – it It translates very eerie. 
no, it when you watch it. it definitely does. Uh, I have two trivia facts. This was shot, this whole thing was shot in a month, and all of the sets were painted on paper. It cost them $800 for all of the sets, and all of the lead actors were paid $30 a day. That's very, very different from what lead actors get now. Yeah, even comparatively, yeah. you know? <laughs> and you can definitely tell, it kind of reminded me of The Wizard of Oz, because in The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. you can see the complexity of the painted backgrounds. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of that, even though you can't see the color mm-hmm. of... You can really tell, though, how intricate these sets were. Yeah, you And can. even when they're running on, like, bridges and things like that, mm-hmm. it's still very... It's like, ooh, that looks like it's going to cave in, but it doesn't. Exactly. So, yeah, really like this. Five out of five. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, four out of four on Roger Ebert, like an 8.1 on IMDb. It is a just a renownedly loved film yeah and i'm so glad that there were people that said this is worth preserving and keeping that we absolutely as humans we usually do a pretty good job of preserving things it's just Mm -hmm. when evil people get a hold of stuff that they don't want around is kind of when we exactly seem to fail but i'm so glad we have it and as a horror fan it makes my heart happy to see that Without some of these pioneers, we probably wouldn't have the genre that we have today like we have it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There wouldn't be some of the films that we love so much. It had to start somewhere. And I think horror would have started eventually. But we had so many real-life horrors by this point. Mm -hmm. It seems like a pretty natural and easy genre. Well, yeah, you got to get that that catharsis out somewhere. Might as well do it in front of a camera. Exactly. Yeah, I also agree. Five out of five. I was entertained the whole time. It was beautiful. And what a great start to horror. Yep. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And for the hanging out with us, you will do this year because there will be a lot lot. of it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And we are continuing to work really hard on this. So if you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook and Instagram are the Extra Sisters podcast. Twitter is at the Extra Sisters. We are now on Patreon. Mm -hmm. And I will say this almost every episode we really appreciate the support of our patrons. It means mm-hmm. more to us than you could ever yeah, know. Absolutely. This is a labor of love, like we've said a million times before. If you would like to support us on Patreon, we have a $1 tier and a $5 tier. We'd really appreciate it. But even if you never, ever contribute money, we're still just so happy to have you. Absolutely. So never feel obligated. It's just there to help us cut some... Yeah some costs of all of this because uh like i said you're getting a lot you will get extra content but we also have a lot of content for you for free already so exactly you know if you if you can't we still got a shit ton for you this Mm. year but thank you so much to our patrons and thank you for being with us today and next time you'll hardly believe what your eyes won't see till then stay creepy